Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Purpose, where we interview people who have and continue to overcome adversity to live their purpose. Today, I want to talk with you about responsibility. Have you ever wondered what's next after you find your why or define your purpose? This has been on my mind for the past several weeks, ever since speaking at a local community college where I shared intimate details about my life, what it was like growing up at risk, my struggle in transitioning from sports to the real world, and the adversity I faced in trying to create success in business. We live in a world where finding our why is often positioned around us getting what we want, the selfish journey. What we often miss during the process of defining our why is who we need to become in the process or the things we may need to let go of to truly experience what we want in life. Safety. Yeah, needing that can make things hard. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like you wanted to experience the great life as long as you didn't have to risk your safety or potentially risk losing the good life? Have you achieved success by the world standards? Know you have more to give, much more to give, but are afraid of what your colleagues would think if you tried something new? I have definitely felt this way. It seems that life is set up to be this way. When I started playing basketball in high school, I got teased because I was playing organized basketball for the first time in my life, and I wasn't very good. I didn't want to be teased, but I didn't want to give up either. I proceeded to work hard at basketball because a dream was planted in my heart that it could provide a great future for me if I stuck to it, not because I necessarily wanted to play basketball. It definitely had nothing to do with wanting to get dunked on in practice by some of the best high school basketball players in the country. That was just the responsibility of my purpose at the time, which was to compete at the highest level I could and get a collegiate scholarship. When I finished my collegiate basketball career, I had to make another tough decision. While many chose to continue pursuing their dream of playing professionally after college, I decided to quit. I still had the potential to play on some level, but I didn't want to place that possibility in the hands of another basketball coach like I had done for the previous five years. I instead chose to go into sales and then entrepreneurship. This shift was hard. As hard as it was to learn basketball, it was even harder for me to learn what I needed to learn to become successful in sales and then entrepreneurship. As I reflect back on my life, I appear to have a knack for choosing to do things I'm completely unprepared for or excellent at in the moment. Some would say I am not the one in control and I'm being pulled forward in life by a greater purpose. I would tend to agree. In 2017, I walked away from my job to start PaySuite, a payment consulting firm dedicated to helping entrepreneurs eliminate the pain and frustration tied to handling credit card processing in their business. When I left my job, I was more clear about why I was leaving the job than I was about what I was leaving my job to accomplish. I don't recommend that. I had two clients in my portfolio, no real business plan, and zero clarity about how I was going to make things work financially. I just knew that I would have felt like a fraud if I stayed at my last job because I wasn't fully committed. I didn't want to be remembered as someone who wasn't aligned with the team and who wasn't giving it 100%. So I resigned. During my first two years in business, I worked 18-hour days and left thousands of dollars on the table in the form of bonuses and commissions because of my commitment to only doing month-to-month contracts with my clients, something I still do today. When I talk with other entrepreneurs in my industry and other industries, they often say that wasn't a great decision. I believe they are wrong, not because I couldn't have figured it out, but because I needed to make certain decisions a certain way to allow me to perform at the highest level. If I would have done business another way, 
I perhaps wouldn't have been able to acquire so many customers in such a short period of time. I might not have been as strong in my communication. In fact, I can promise you I wouldn't have because when I worked at other companies that did business that way, requiring customers to sign contracts, I wasn't as enthusiastic about what I was offering. Does that mean contracts are bad? Absolutely not. I just felt like I needed to take a stand against the industry norm that forces business owners to sign contracts to get the best service and technology. This was just the responsibility of my purpose at the time, which was to protect business owners from payment processors looking to extract as much profit from their business as possible without providing much help or support in helping them grow. In starting PaySuite, I began to learn firsthand about the importance of understanding cash flow, taxes, hiring, payroll, marketing, strategy, and turning a profit. Not only that, but how hard it is to run a successful operation. Being a solopreneur is much different than being a true entrepreneur who hires employees and leads an organization. The skills and vision needed to lead an organization are as vast as are the threats to becoming a successful organization. Being in the financial services industry, working with closely held family-owned businesses across the United States, I see the environment getting tougher and tougher for entrepreneurs. When I hear how politicians talk about policy and taxes, I feel concerned for small business owners. When I read customer reviews on Google, Yelp, TripAdvisor, I feel pain as I read the perspective of people who have no empathy for the small business owners who wake up every day and risk everything to provide opportunity in America. You might be wondering, why does this matter to you, Keith? Well, it matters for several reasons. The first reason is because I was raised around entrepreneurs. My mother was a real estate agent and an investor, and my dad was a general contractor and journeyman carpenter. They spent the majority of their professional lives pursuing their own business opportunities. I watched them both wake up early and create something from nothing, despite their challenging upbringing. The second reason is when I was growing up being raised in my dad's home, who had his own challenges, the people he did business with in real estate were also entrepreneurs and investors. These were the people I looked up to when my dad wasn't available to be a positive role model. These entrepreneurs were key in me being able to overcome the challenges I faced as an at-risk kid growing up on the west side of Fresno, California. Lastly, no one wins when a small business owner closes their doors. Well, let me take that back. Major corporations are the ones who win when a small business owner closes their doors. The fast food chains, big box stores, and major corporations win when that happens. And they don't provide the meaningful culture and personalized approach to caring for others that I've witnessed in working with entrepreneurs on the main street of America. This is why everyone loses, even when major corporations win. The attitudes and decisions that are making it challenging for small businesses to succeed is also draining the ambition from employees and the empathy from customers of small business owners. These problems have a compound effect because customers who lack empathy for a business and its employees are harder to serve causing employees to work harder than they need to at work, and for many to give up on working altogether. This causes the entrepreneur to work harder in their business instead of on their business. And when this happens, they don't have time to improve the business to make it a more rewarding environment to work in and thus provide a better service for their customers. 
serving unhappy employees and customers drains the passion from entrepreneurs, especially purpose-driven entrepreneurs who are driven by building an experience that delights and inspires customers in their community. This causes them to think about closing the business, not because it's not profitable, because it's just not worth it. Not worth it in terms of the economics or in terms of the satisfaction they desire in building a business that has a positive impact on the community. This cycle sends a negative ripple effect through the social fabric, health, support, and resilience of a community that is becoming more prevalent as we see our communities wrestle with mental health, unemployment, inflation, low morale, and stress. For the past decade, I've felt the stress among the entrepreneur community continually increase as hardworking business owners fight through the economic headwinds to continue to create and provide opportunities for themselves and others. It is these headwinds that inspired me to play a bigger role in the lives of entrepreneurs. In 2020, I started pursuing leadership training, coaching certifications, and financial education for businesses because I knew I wanted to help entrepreneurs on a deeper level. I wasn't sure what that was supposed to look like, but I know that it's bigger than only helping businesses with the bottom line expenses like I do when I save a company on transaction fees. I am now on a mission to help entrepreneurs beyond their bottom line expenses to also increase their revenue, build partnerships, expand sales channels, improve employee morale, and increase their profit through the lens of their core values and the purpose of their business. This has been hard to talk about because like learning how to play basketball or starting pay suite, I'm at the bottom of another mountain called Catalyst Training and Development. At the bottom of this mountain is the unknown I felt when I started basketball, the unknown I felt when I started pay suite. What is also there is the powerful intent to do something positive to carry the torch for entrepreneurs, to play a bigger role. The part that many avoid when they want to play a bigger role is doing the work they need to do to show up with integrity. What I mean by that is this. I can't help entrepreneurs reach their dreams if I'm not reaching for my own. I can't take someone somewhere I've never been. I can't hold others accountable to their dream if I'm afraid to talk about mine for fear of being criticized for trying something new. PaySuite will continue to grow, especially as I expand the team to help entrepreneurs access honest payment and software solutions to grow their business and will work closely with the Catalyst Training and Development brand. But you need to know there's more. And my mission for helping entrepreneurs is expanding into coaching, consulting, speaking, and training. As an introvert, that fought for a decade to learn how to connect with others, coaching, speaking, and training isn't natural to how I'm wired, but I am being pulled forward by my purpose to be a catalyst for athletes, entrepreneurs, and at-risk youth. And this is what I've been given as an entrepreneur. And that's why I call it the responsibility of purpose. As I close out today's episode, I want to ask you a question. What have you considered doing but are afraid of trying? What do you want your life to look like 12 months from now? I encourage you to work towards it because if it's in your heart, it's real. This has been another episode of the Purpose Podcast. You have a great day. Take care.